0: Hey, yo, what's good, man? It's your host, Cleve. Welcome to the Third Coast Podcast with my man, Joe. What it do, Gators? What it do, man? It's your host, Cleve. I don't know the date. Yeah, That's happy great. Veterans Day.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, shit, wrong button. Oh, wrong. It's <laughs> <laughs> to show with that shit. Uh. Uh, yeah, welcome back. We're we live in effect. Episode two, four, 214. You know that shit's been confusing me recently now because we're getting higher up in the episodes, and I had to always keep checking, like, what, what number are we on? And sometimes I'll be doing the video clips, and I I posted one last week, and uh, I realized after watching it, I was like, "Why did I put episode one twenty three? We're on two third. It was two thirteen. Yeah, I just messed the numbers up because I you you had to put it on all the different platforms and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, um, I
0: meant to message you about that too. Yeah, I saw that. Like, yeah, okay. Cool. Cool. Uh,
1: yeah. That was uh that was on YouTube. The YouTube stuff, upload, delete. I can fix all that pretty easily. But once it goes on Instagram. Oh, that's a headache to get rid of, but uh, yeah, uh, it is Saturday the 11th of November and to all the listeners out there who are veterans or has family members who have served in the United States Armed Forces, thank you, and we're forever in your debt for your services. Big shout out to uh, just all the veterans out there. Uh, Big shout out to Mr. Grover, I saw him in Walmart yesterday, and I was like, you know, appreciate you for your service. And he just looked at me and said, thank you. and, and uh, yeah, It's
0: not often you hear people say that anymore, especially yeah. in the lines of, uh, I looked it up, like why Veterans Day is on November 11th, such as, you know, as well as Remembrance Day, which they have there in Canada. And it's because at the 11th hour, that's when they signed off yeah. uh, the Treaty of Versallies. To put an end to World War One, it was the end of the First World War, and it happened on the I 11th did day, not know that. on the 11th month at the 11th hour. Yep, and I thought that was a pretty fun fact. I wanted to bring that to the listeners. Okay.
1: Well, that, uh, when you look in the handy dandy uh, note folder, that is, uh, I got uh, like that whole little oh, snippet. We, yeah, we we're going <laughs> dive. Didn't even know. No, that's good though. We're going to dive into it uh, later on. Okay. Uh, Y'all here. Uh, Look how that worked out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, we we cooking up here. We're, you know, on that same, uh, what's that, that wavelength? Yeah, yeah, same
0: wavelengths. We're just talking basically what I was going to get with uh, about the consciousness thing from the earlier topic. Yeah. Because that
1: exists outside of what we're in. Exactly. Exactly. But uh welcome back to Third Coast Podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Joe What It Do Gators, sitting here with my nearest, dearest friends. Cleve to the, the left, the right, to the uh, viewers yeah. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. If you hold Yo your hands up. You
0: Cleve in here, y'all already know the face.
1: And then uh, to my right, y'all's left on YouTube, got Mr. Loomis Gidry. What's happening? What's happening, Listeners. Uh, Loomis is also a veteran, and he served in the United States Air Force. Am I correct?
2: Yes. Yes. It was an
1: adventure,
2: to say the least. It's good, it's bad, but that's life. Everything has is good and it's bad. It makes us into the people that we are. True enough. Uh,
1: I just got to say it on the show. Uh, one of the things in the army when we always be around like Air Force guys and stuff, be like, and it got it actually kind of, you know, we used to crack the jokes to be like, uh, ah, chair force, yeah, there you yeah. go. And then, like, when you realize that you're actually sleeping in the tent and the other guys, the Air Force guys, are going Our to stay in and mo- <laughs> go in motels and shit, and you're yeah. like, damn, what did I do? Yeah. Uh, it's like the joke, and then the Air Force guys were always quiet, and then I realized real fast that that joke is on the <laughs> flip side of it, you know. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yep. See, when that light bulb goes off, that <laughs> moment right there is when we smile on the inside. Yep. yep. <laughs> you just realize you're the you're a real loser. <laughs> <laughs> oh. no, I won't say I'm loser, but I, I, no, I, was, I would you know, in the situation. <laughs> <it>, <laughs>
1: Uh, big shout out to uh, <laughs> my bad. I <laughs> can't laugh on the show. Uh, and I love that nice inside joke. But uh, make sure uh, if you are listening to come check us out next Friday in New Orleans at the Comedy House at hey. four o'clock with uh, six different uh, comedians. Uh, I'm actually going to shout y'all out later on the show because. I needed to take a break and make sure I get everybody's name right, because I don't want to mess up everybody's name. But, uh, Loomis, I want to ask you a question. Okay. What was your favorite experience in the military? I I, I ain't going to do worse. We do the best one first and then go worse. (laughs)
2: The the best experience, oddly, actually was uh, a very crappy moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was right um, maybe the third week into basic training, and uh, we had been struggling with a couple guys in PT. For some odd reason... My drill instructor decided to make me in charge of making sure we achieve the goal. (laughs) Everyone achieves the goal. So um, I see
1: where this is going.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So needless to say, long story short, the guy did not achieve the goal. Oh, no. And instead of punishing him, he had the guy stand there and punish me for not achieving the goal. But I say it was one of the best moments because I actually found a sense of enjoyment out of it, as oddly as it sounds, because although I was pushing him to be the best he could be, I didn't do everything that I felt like I could have done to push him to be the best he could be. So I really did fail the goal. And I understood that from an accountability state as a 19-year-old kid. So that opened my eyes mentally, and it made me a better person, and I actually realized it within the moment. So I, I got smoked with a smile on. But, yeah, that was one of my best moments.
1: Uh, and I can explain to the listeners out there uh, getting smoked is when a higher uh, <laughs> person than you can come to you at any given moment for any reason. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was, uh, obviously, I'm guessing it's the same way in the Air Force as it was in the Army. And smoking means physical activity until pure ex- exhaustion. Yes. And, Damn. uh, wh- <laughs> yes. The what I got out of what you just said is the your the dude that put you in charge seen that you were a leader and he wanted to teach you a lesson because no matter how much you can put into something sometimes or somebody, it it is you know some goals can't be achieved, but you know that that that's that. that military type of leadership thinking, you know? Exactly, exactly. And it just makes you strong because he knew you could do it. You know what I'm saying? You knew you can do it.
0: But you held back, so therefore.
2: Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And push-ups actually became my favorite exercise. Oddly enough, I just done 25 right before we came
1: in here. I do push-ups every day.
0: Yeah, same here. I do them on the line. Like, some people probably be looking at me like, Man, you're not tired, but...
1: Yeah. You got to hit him with that Kevin Gates and I don't get tired. Yeah, well, that would be a lie. But... <laughs> <laughs> but
2: I do enjoy the fact... I feel a sense of accomplishment immediately after I do push-ups. So, that's why it's my favorite.
0: Boost of energy.
2: Yeah, and I can do it anywhere.
0: But Yeah, Gator, how about you? What was... um one of your favorite experiences in the military or one of your best moments? Um, uh,
1: let's see. My fa- favorite moment of being in the military. Hmm. I want to lean to getting out was probably my favorite <laughs> when I, t- no, like uh, that was
2: I, within my top three. So. My favorite <laughs>
1: So you, you you know when you're out processing and stuff, they give you this big package, gotta go clear medical, clear dental, clear check your butthole, all that nice good stuff. <laughs> and uh so when you get your paperwork and active duty to get out, uh they always want you to go see the guy for the National Guard. And uh mm, they didn't push us for that. Yeah, they did they do in the army and uh fucking uh so I went into this dude's office he's like a fucking staff sergeant or something he didn't even have a combat patch right oh, wow. or anything and I just I mean i two months after deployment I'm in this dude's office out processing and he looked at me no staff sergeant no deployment you know no combat no nothing on him and he just like you want and just bad out of shape too you want to come join the national guard and I looked at him I said, "Fuck no!" <laughs> I looked him dead in the eyes. This dude out—you know what I'm saying? He clearly, I could have gotten some, you know, shit for it. I looked that man dead in the fucking eyes and said, "Fuck no!" He said, "Get the." Fu-. He grabbed his pen. He's like, "Get the fuck out of my office!" And he threw the shit at me, and I walked out. And uh, I, I say that because when I—I I guess out processing was my favorite moment because I went through some stupid shit. So actually like leaving that leaving it was nice but uh yeah i can do my worst i got a whole bunch of worst ones yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh i i do actually want to tell a story though on the show if that's okay oh, oh yeah it. go for uh, it uh i don't know if i've ever told this story on the show but i've been thinking about it and i was like man this shit's graphic so i want to tell it at least once uh before i go for everybody to know so when i was overseas right uh we were on a small cop site and we had we were so far out that we had an actual doctor he was a captain a doctor out there mortar pits blah 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 but uh we actually it wasn't just like we let me step back when we're doing opera when we were doing operations out there it wasn't like literally hurting no one obviously but like if there was like uh, civilian casualties or like civilians got hurt we were the doctors that went and got them because they didn't have ambulances or anything like that right mm-hmm. so uh one time i was laying in my rack in my bed and i stayed across from the medical tent right mm-hmm. and i'm laying in my bed and i just hear this just loud pitch screaming someone yelling and uh posh Two or maybe it was dari but uh that's uh uh, one of the uh, two of the main languages that are spoke over there and this dude grown man was just yelling ah la 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 so i woke up you know got a cigarette i was like what the fuck is going on it's like one in the morning or something over there and uh one of the interpreters that spoke english and dari came up to me he's like man it's bad over there I like, what's well, bad he's like uh dude stepped on a toe popper Uh, what they call it's like a little IED but small so it once you Mm -hmm. step on it blows up well this dude was walking his goats and a tower guard saw it he was walking his goats and he hit a landmine and it blew him up so they went out sent some people to get him brought him back in but he was yelling and stuff what the dude was yelling because I walked into the medical tent and when I walked in the doctor was rolling this dude's testicle up and dude was screaming, and dude's like, he's screaming, Oh, my balls. Oh, my balls. Dude <laughs> stepped on the toe popper, and for the some shrapnel. unknown, it, it, oh, it, shit. it chopped God. his nutsack off. Oh, damn. And like, he had shrap metal, like, all in, yeah, his, crotch all in his crotch here. So uh, he was yelling, My ball, my ball. But the, I literally saw with my own eyes this dude rolling a testicle up and, you know, sewing it back up. And then they med chopped him out. Jeez,
0: man. Wow. Ah man the pain. <laughs> my boy.
2: Oh my ah, boss. My nuts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, oh my boss. That's some real shit. That, yeah,
0: that's that's tough.
1: Yeah, it that sucks. That's just a, a story I wanted to share. And if you uh, the listener uh listeners and subscribers on YouTube will see that we have uh MREs. Hey I uh actually gave Cleve the best one I ever had in the army, to my my personal opinion. And
0: that's the Chili Mac macaroni and beef and sauce.
1: That I was just about to ask, did you
2: give him the Chili Mac Yeah,
0: that's the best one. (laughs) Man, this this vegetable
2: is not Well, what did you get? I forgot what (laughs) I I I got. Vegetable, panini (laughs) vegetable. (laughs) Yeah, oh, nah, you don't look. Do that. Look at
1: look at which one I got though. <laughs> Eat the tootsie roll. Uh, <laughs> vegetarian lasagna. Oh, god. But I got diarrhea one time from that. What's the, What's the story? worst MRE you ever ate? I know. I, that one. No, you never had the vegetarian omelet one. No, I didn't. You never got that no, one. No, I oh, never got. That god, one. that that is like. So, uh, they when we go on like exercise and stuff, they would pass them out. And like it would be a fucking pain. like sometimes you would get that one and you would just look at it. And you Damn. will look at other people around you like, Cleve, Cleve, imagine if that's the only thing you had to fucking eat right there all day long, right? Right. And you got the Mac the chili mac, right? But I got vegetarian lasagna. I'm like, hey Cleve. You want to trade? (laughs) (laughs) And what do you you think the response every time was? It's like, man, what you got?
0: (laughs) It's like, nah, man, I'm good.
1: Hey, man, Man,
2: I've almost seen Fitz fights behind that. But (laughs) But that vegetarian lasagna, bro, I ate it anyway because I didn't have any other choice. We didn't have much time for child. The exercises that went over over time. Man, I ate that shit, and by the time I got out the shower, bro.
1: Y'all had showers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We had
2: like a...
1: A luxury.
2: Damn. (laughs) It was kind of like one of those showers that uh, be by the pools and stuff. Oh, what? Y'all had a pool? No. No. I was
1: just (laughs) joking.
2: Actually, it was a pool on the premises, but we did not use it. <laughs> but fat, long story short, as soon as I got out the shower, bro, it hit my stomach and I shit from 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. that
0: morning. That's awful. You probably had to drink a lot of fluids. And a this, lot
2: this, of This is what done that? That. That. It was like fucking food poisoning to my stomach. It destroyed my life. I will never eat it again. Yeah, you just boiled some water. And, and I might have possibly just got a uh, stomach virus or something randomly, but
1: I mm-hmm. believe it was that. You are, uh, definitely associated with uh, the vegetarian lasagna. Damn, vegetarian this is, lasagna. I should be handling this with a mask and gloves Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. It was radioactive yes. diarrhea. <laughs> I'm, gonna this, I'm gonna hide this one it was now. like a projectile it was bad well i hope by me touching it that it don't don't happen to me now now i'm fucking nervous it don't might be, just happen during the show don't or just be nervous lift off.
2: don't be nervous do push-ups and eat vitamin c or
0: <laughs> we'll eat the multivitamins
2: yeah the flintstones ones
0: uh, flintstone gummies <laughs>
1: Uh, make sure y'all check out Thurkle's podcast on five thousand ws dot dot com on all major streaming platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and five thousand ws dot dot com. Uh, live in in the effect. I feel like my uh, my one of my stories is holding on, just lingering. Uh, so, Loomis, what is your worst experience in the military? Eesh. Oof. Hey, you got it good and bad. I mean, there's probably like a list that's like rolling a, through the head right There's a now.
2: real laundry list, but um, I can't say it was a single event. It was a series of events together. And that was the ye- one year that I spent med boarding out of the Air Force. And it was gruesome. It was... Frustrating, it was agitating, and they were heavily medicating me. I was on 36 medications at the same time.
1: Golly. At 23
2: years old, I couldn't climb two flights of stairs without almost passing out. And I would randomly pass out at work. But... It was this one day that I was feeling really crappy. And it was like 20 outside. And uh, I had to go service a helicopter on the flight line. But I'm on a waiver and I'm not supposed to be working, but you know how that goes. (laughs) (laughs) This mission has to be done. So uh, I walked a mile to the bird on the flight line and then uh, climbed on top of the bird and it was icy all the way up. So I'm carrying uh, my service pump for the gearbox, oil pump. It's about 45, 50 pounds. And I'm trying to keep my balance on the ice and I'm dizzy. I get dizzy as hell on top of the bird. Wind is blowing like Three four miles per hour, so it's enough to push me yeah, off. Yeah, you got the a nice top. little, nice little breeze on the icy slope. Yeah, that was a that was a crappy day. That was, I think, the worst experience that I had actually at work. But the whole series of events was the out processing, definitely.
1: Hands down, because
2: they were sending me to shrinks and trying to convince me that I was crazy,
1: because my vitals
2: looked healthy, my body looked decently healthy. I was like 248 pounds though, but my body looked relatively healthy. But my heart rate was getting down in the 20s when I sleep. At 22, it stops beating. It registered as
1: low as 29. It's like was a being, form of
2: sleep
0: apnea. I, I don't know. They the were blood? trying
1: to Michael Jackson you. Homie. I don't know what was but going it was on. was the medication.
2: Like, I mean, with that many medications, too, you know. And it di- I didn't begin to experience any type of symptoms of any type of anything until after week three of basic vaccination
1: week uh, you bring that up when I was overseas they used to uh, want us to take malaria pills because malaria is so bad in other countries and I still have lingering effects because I stopped taking them because they would give me such lucid dreams that I i mean it literally felt like I, it was real like I'll be yeah. you know like when you you know you, you have dreams where you wake up or even bad dreams, you know, somewhere it has like an indicator. Some of the dreams were so lucid, I felt like they were fucking real. And I went to the the, the medics and I, I told them about it. They said they threw it in trash. They don't take that shit. Yeah. They said you're better off getting malaria than getting that. Yeah. And then yeah, taking yeah. those. Yeah. There are some. The peanut butter shot. Was that in the. Sheesh. It's in your arm, huh? No. That's in, in your right ass. butt cheek. Oh, yeah. That right right
2: sucks right at the top part of your hip right where it meets
1: the only vaccination i didn't <sighs> get was smallpox i i got lucky and got i didn't get that one
0: is it a reason that they inject in certain spots of the body or is it like how the medicine receives that's why something? they
1: do smallpox they inject in your arm just cuz they can control how fast it spreads yeah okay uh and then they they literally give you smallpox and, and then it they got co- deep it makes a size it makes a scar where it heals and stuff but you can't. I had small kids, so you can't get the smallpox shot if you have small kids because it would kill the kid how mm-hmm. much the dosage is. Yep, yep. Sheesh.
2: Yeah, once you sign that contract, man, you belong to them. So.
1: I solemnly swear to let Uncle Sam do whatever the fuck he wants to me, body, soul, for the next da-da-da years. And you're like, and they give you the paperwork. You're like, my social security number again, my signature again on all these paperwork. Yeah,
2: like 200 sheets of signatures and your social security. You own my soul for the next four to six years. (laughs) Yep. And once you pay off.
0: You sign it, you're getting out, and you got to sign another stack.
1: Hey, and look, and then 10 years down the road, when you try to get, you know, you start uh, questioning your health, and you're wondering if the government might have put your body through some strenuous things, and you see some lawsuits, you know, come out, and you actually, you, you make the step and go, hey, let me see if this shit works. Let me see if I can get some compensation like everybody else, and they're like... You don't exist, Joe. <laughs> Did you serve in, with no with no spit, no lube? Hey, no just nothing. do this Lexus Nexus, Joe. It'd be fine, and uh, just give us a call back. That's gonna straighten it out. Lexis and Lexis Lexis Nexus said, uh, <laughs> "You don't exist." So, <laughs> yeah, that's.
2: I will say, I had a older uh, a older person that had been contracted with. Uh, the military for a while explained to me like, "Hey, listen, if you have any type of medical anything going on, make sure that you fight for fight for your compensation now, because if you don't once you are no longer belonging to the u s <laughs> government no he's yeah. they do is not right is right they, they do
1: it. not give a flying fuck well, like. of course not,
2: I mean." It's it, in
0: the contract.
1: Facts. Yeah, it is. It's in the
0: fine it's all, print. That's all it's I'm real. gonna say. It's in the fine print. It's, well, I'm, I'm gonna wa- be
2: honest with you. It's not even in the fine print. It's so many documents that you don't have time to read. <laughs> it, yeah. You can read it afterhand, but you already signed. So.
0: Oh, I be pissing some uh people off there, and I just sit there and just. As they saying <laughs> it, I'm going to be
2: skimming it. It's like, huh? Yeah, you don't understand how this works. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they, they, fuck. Well, they make you. They make you. Yes. Exactly. No, you just strongly encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to play it out. Yeah. You got to realize you can't piss them off because those are the people in charge of watching you to the person that you've Signed your soul over
1: to and, and then it does... Or entity, not person. Entity. The The system does get bogged down, too, because, like, the people that... It's it's like with any system. The people that do need the most help, mm-hmm. and then the people that... You know what I'm saying? These are the people that need the most help, and then these are the people clogging down the system because they were... You know what I'm saying? They didn't... <laughs> like, There's no polite way to say it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah there theres there was people, people that uh, didn't do nothing, didn't try to do nothing, and only joined the army for the simple fact that they wanted to have this long lasting check. So they try to find any exit they could to and, get
2: out as quick as possible. And
1: med board at, uh do the not no no not, but you know what I'm saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Blue falcon
2: shit. I I was accused of such thing until. I actually passed out in front of people, and then when they,
1: you know overworked you when you're. Were...
2: No, it's no. I had a condition. Well, I have a condition called uh, vasovagal syncope, and basically, it's where your blood pressure randomly drops. And yeah. they took my driving privileges, all kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, my heart rate was getting down. My resting heart, my resting heart rate was thirty nine. That was my resting heart rate, thirty nine. That is the heart of a person that is transitioning.
1: Well, good thing you didn't transition. Yeah,
2: you know, Mm -hmm. I'm glad that worked out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it taught me a lot, though. It was a, it was a purposeful journey. Um, and I'm appreciative for it, but it was a lot of crappy moments. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I lost a child within the midst of it. It, it was, yeah, it was
1: an adventure. The fucking battle. The military is a tough monster sometimes. It really is. And it seems like, fuck. When I look back on it, some of the worst parts of my life was there. But then again, some of the every best, yeah. every 11th, you know, I always feel a little little sense of pride. But, which is a back, you know, you when I think about, like, all the good I've done. And then the memories from the past, you know, it kind of just... Yeah, yeah. It, it trickle back in when, yeah. when this holiday... You know, because I'm always like, damn, I finally... Someone... You know, like my post on Facebook. Someone told me, uh, Happy Veterans Day. But then when, you know, you come home and then you're drinking beer, you're chilling, you know, you start thinking, and then thoughts that you bury away for years, they start trickling reflecting. back in. You reflecting. start reflecting, like, God. Ah. And
2: the wrong type of nostalgia.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. I'm just thankful that I, I got the. I mean, experience what I did, even though it sucked, I got the fuck out. And I even though I could have did 20 years, be almost retired now or whatever, but at least I know that I took my option to get the fuck out, and I got the fuck out. Yeah. Because, oh, That's why it sucks when I see all the shit going on in the world. Fucking war sucks. Well, I mean,
2: the part that bothers what I didn't necessarily bothers, but concerns me the most is the fact that you realize a lot of the stuff that you've done was in the intent of, well, uh, consequence of propaganda. I mean, propaganda from our government, propaganda from other governments, all reflecting in the one to create missions that we ended up doing out of their BS.
1: Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was looking at my, uh, <laughs> I came across my uh, OEF medal, uh, and my NATO medal, and fucking, uh, we left Afghanistan, what, two, two, three years ago now? And I, I remember to this day when I seen all that news coverage about it, and it just made me think about, when they sent me over there filling me full of fucking lies, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're going to change these people, you know, change the Afghani's life. You're going to bring them a government. You're going to bring them stability like you have in America. The only thing they were doing is selling fucking missiles and ammunition. That's exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) And once you... Guess where uh, Israel's buying most of their rockets from? Yeah. Black Rock. (laughs) Yeah. Let me digress on that. Yeah. 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 Once you...
2: That's a slippery slope in yeah. uh, a deep rabbit hole. that gets really dark. <laughs> and if, I
1: if I if I don't make it to New Orleans, y'all know what happens. <laughs> but uh, it it I don't know. There's all there's when it comes to like the whole military thinking, and I don't want to bog the show with it, but it a uh, it was good, bad. I just wish I would have made better decisions within the service, and actually. Join the navy, not the army, because I, <laughs> I remember I was joining. I was gonna join the navy first, but the dude when he came, I came to sign the paperwork for the navy. He was wearing his sailor dress outfit, and I was like, "Hey, what's that?" He's like, "This is what we wear on the boat or something." I'm like, "Y'all wear that?" And then I seen the army dude coming out in the digital camouflage and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, that da, 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 da and I walked out of the Navy office and went right into the Army office.
2: Well, I got a funny story about that. I was actually accepted into the Naval Academy as a transfer out of Northwestern. And I went through the complete process of getting accepted and everything Had a start date and chose not to go. Yeah. And come to find out, I you could have been
1: Captain Loomis by now.
2: I would have been probably an admiral by now. That was in 2010. I just so I was, thirteen that's years. Wild. You,
1: so you you were almost in the navy. So was I. I was damn near in the navy, and I was not even going to be a cook in the navy. I was going to be a fucking uh, combat yeah. com, combat rocket, some bullshit. Yeah. And then I went and became a cook in the army.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that. That was, it, come to find out, I didn't really know much about the military or anything. I just knew that was my backup plan. And so once Sorry. I was no longer in school anymore, like playing ball in school anymore, I was no longer there mentally. And I was like, man, I guess it's time to see about an a a fallback option. And so I went. Sound was like, like me
1: in high school when I graduated.
2: I was like, well, maybe if I go in as an officer, things would be easier. I didn't understand that how basic training works and the fact that going to the Naval Academy pretty much was four years of it. The moment that I seen, I cannot yep. be leaving on and off of base as I've <laughs> over with. That's it. Yeah, I ain't going. I ain't gonna make it. I can't have a vehicle until I'm like pretty much a junior in college. Yeah, nah. I gotta take a mandatory of twenty one hours as well as participate in uh um, intramural sports as well as still have my uh formation obligations? Yeah,
1: nah. Yeah, you gotta dedicate. I like smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah shout out to all the tokers midnight (laughs) smokers out there we appreciate y'all we know y'all are tuning in listening uh, to our shows at 1, 2 in the morning we appreciate everybody that uh, consistently listens to us and big shout out we're almost at at the brink of 100 subscribers on YouTube
2: Hey, respect Uh, like you couldn't find the
1: hole. But, uh, oh, yeah, I was trying to, because I had to uh, tuck it away. Uh, so, uh, oh, no, I can said. find the hole. And, and, and you, and, uh, uh, Loomis is going to be finding the hole in a little while. that's <laughs> beside the point. Wait, uh, yeah, I'm just waiting oh. on that magic message. all the listeners <laughs> out there. To all the listeners out there, uh, make sure that if y'all are engaging in uh, sexual activity, to please make be you, responsible and be responsible and if you feel like having a Bambino bring the motherfuckers into the earth don't pull out
2: just take care
1: of it yes <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that's for quitters I haven't <laughs> a break. Right <laughs> break. <laughs> we back in it
0: yeah welcome back from the break you know it's your host Cleve got my main man Gator
1: What it do, I got this uh, MRE broke down right now. Uh, Cleve is going to enlighten everybody about some Veterans Day bullshit.
0: Well, before I do that, I'd just like to give a shout out again to, you know, next Friday on the 17th, Hell Yes Fest. You know, some of the, you know, honorable mentions, guests that we'll be, you know, grateful to interview is uh, to start off with uh, Leslie Mitchell. Esteban Gast, Tristan Rager, Brandon Bruffett, Allie Weinhold, and Gary Chateau. I'm sorry if I pronounced any of your names wrong, but uh, you know, I'm hoping to clear that up with you. Whenever we uh come to hang out and be a part of the community.
1: That's crazy. Next next Friday. Yeah, next, next Friday. Next Friday. You know, it's been uh you know when you, for for I don't know like we do, you know we've done events and stuff, but to be doing the second one this year in New Orleans, we did a big shout out to uh, D Max Bar and Grill.
0: Yeah, shout out D Max, love y'all
1: for hosting our first live podcast in New Orleans, and then now we're at hell we're going to hell yes fest and big shout out chris true for taking a chance on us to do our first live inter, uh, you know show in new orleans and be our you know special guest for the show
0: and to give a respectable invite all live on stage during that event and you know there was no hesitation to say yes to an offer yeah. like that yeah you know big support you know big support to chris for that thank you by the
1: way and we can't wait to bring the heat to New Orleans and the Comedy House on the seventeenth at four o'clock. Make sure you buy your tickets. Uh, you know, if you come to the gate, there would be some. Uh, we got uh, bracelets. We got uh, stickers. So if you come to our show, you're gonna you're gonna leave with something. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna leave with a sticker. You might leave with a wrist, uh, glow in the dark wristband. Hey, you might leave with a free shirt. Who knows?
0: Or a cozy.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be fun times though.
0: But um... to get off into topic, speed things up about history of Veterans Day. Uh, World War One, known as the time, <clears throat> known at the time as the Great War, officially ended when the Treaty of Versailles was signed on June twenty eighth, nineteen nineteen, in the Palace of Versailles outside. The town of Versailles, France. However, however, fighting ceased seven months earlier when an armistice, or a temporary cessation of host- hostilities between the Allied nations and Germany, went into effect on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. For that reason, November 11, 1918, is generally regarded as the end of the war to end all wars. You know, as I was mentioning, I want to say at the beginning of the episode, but um, Veterans Day continues to be observed on November 11th, regardless of what day of the week on which it falls. the restoration of the observance of Veterans Day to November 11th. Not only preserves the historical significance of the date, but helps focus attention on the important purpose of Veterans Day, a celebration to honor America's veterans for their patriotism, love of country. And willingness to serve and sacrifice for the common good. In November 1919, President Wilson pl- proclaimed November 11th that's the first commemoration of Armistice Day, with the following words: <coughs> "To us in America, the reflect, to us in America, the country, service, and with the gratitude for the victory, both because of the thing from which it has freed." In the Councils of the Nations, the original concept for the celebration was for a day observed with parades and public meetings and a brief suspension of business beginning at 11 o'clock a.m. The United States Congress officially recognized the end of World War I when it passed in a concurrent resolution on June 4, 1926. So eight years after it was recognized as a holiday.
1: Geez.
2: You um, hear the um,
1: uh small PP trucks?
0: Yeah, I hear them out there <laughs> they in got the distance. Their
1: license. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh I want to bring up right quick cleave about uh, one of the weapons that uh I used overseas, which was the M4 carbine. Uh, it sh- it. Yeah, it shot a, a 5.56 millimeter round gas-operated magazine-fed carbine developed by the United States during the 1980s. So, uh, take a quick pause right there. So they developed this gun in the 1980s, right? Right. I went overseas in 2011, and that was my standard-issue 30-year-old gun. Damn near. Anyways, uh, it is a, a shortened version of the M16A2 assault rifle. The M4 is extensively used by the United States Army and the United States Marine Corps, the USMC Been eating crayons since the beginning of time. Combat (laughs) units as the primary infantry weapons and service rifles. The M4 has been adopted by over 60 countries, and since its adoption in 1994, the M4 has undergone over 90 modifications to improve its weapons, economical, and modularity, including the M4A1. Which strengthened a barrel and replace burst fire option a fully automatic option. The Sopmod, uh, Sop mod. Mod, an accessory kit containing optical attachments and the underbarrel of the M203 grenade launcher. And I'm going to stop right there uh, for a second. So when I was overseas as a food operation specialist, Cleve. I had a M4 rifle, right? Right. With a 203 grenade launcher. So, when I was the cook.
0: Oh yeah, you was cooking grenades. I was,
1: I was the cook. <laughs> I'm just going to uh, paint a picture, uh, picture for everybody out there. I was the cook. right? And when I went to get my gun to go overseas, they gave me a my M4 with a big-ass grenade launcher on the bottom of like, it. Like, did it
0: have a strap? Like, did you wear it while you were cooking? No, so,
1: like, uh... <laughs> well, you have it everywhere you go, because that's the
0: picture that's being painted in my head. Just, <laughs> Just You know, it's, like, swung around the back. <laughs> hey,
1: hold up. Hey, you want cheese you on that hamburger?
0: Nev- hey, you never know, man.
1: <laughs> no, so... Uh,
0: you never know. Y'all, you got to be prepared, right? So. Uh, <laughs> Coming from someone who has not been in the military. <laughs> so,
1: like, I'm, like they issue your weapons. And you sign them out and blah, 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 blah. And then, like, they give you, like, I'm a cook. Like I'm go over there. I got to feed these people. I'm trained to feed people. I'm trained to, you know what I'm saying? Clean dishes. You know what I'm saying? Do tower guard, basic army shit. And so I'm in the lineup with everybody else getting issued their weapons. And uh, like we're all like a support unit, so we're given issued our weapons, and then they give me this big ass gun, dude. They're talking, and I had a thermal scope. At one point, but I had to give it to the lieutenant, and I got an ACOG scope. But I'm talking about like they're like, okay, here's your M4, here's your M4, here's your M4, and they're like, oh, Specialist Willis, all right, and the dude's like, oh. and come out and gave me this big <laughs> yeah, ass, the big ass, ass M4. He, he gave me the the M4, the Mo M2, uh, two M two hundred three grenade launcher on the bottom, and I was like, what's this? He's like, well, you're about to get some training on it, <laughs> and then after that, like everybody just got their gun, and then he gave me my gun with the MO two hundred three, and he gave me a fucking belt. He said, "This is where you're gonna carry your grenades at."
0: Yep. Yeah, cause you the cook, man. You gotta cook more than the food for the. You know, for the, that, that, for the that troops,
1: just, it paints the picture. Is like, fuck, I'm a cook, and they're giving me a fucking big ass grenade launcher. It's ideal, yeah. That's <laughs> like, that's hey, the military. You, <laughs> might, you might need. <laughs> hey, hey, that motherfucker kicked too when you shoot it, though.
0: Yeah, I'm about to say you might need to cook a little bit. You know, some spicy for the, <laughs> you know, for the unwelcome <laughs> guest.
1: <laughs> Give them some appetizers. <laughs> and, uh April. Uh two thousand twenty two the US Army selected the SIG MCX Spear Design X M seven as the winner to oversee the M sixteen and M four too. So uh the Army don't use M sixteens or M fours anymore, but it's the
0: MCX a rifle? Uh
1: I guess it's I guess it's something like that. It's one of the new style rifles, probably. But, I don't know, I just wanted to bring up a little information about, like, you know, a little rifle, not to be gun-ho or whatever, just, I carried one and I uh, did a lot of of military service with it, and I just want to give a little soft insight on it, because, uh,
0: no, it's definitely a dynamic that goes into that because other countries, what they carry, like, you know, of course you have American weapons, you have Russian weapons,
1: you have Chinese weapons. I've shot a few Russian weapons. I shot a PKM one time.
0: That's a light machine gun.
1: Uh, it's like they're, uh, so you got that uh, AK 47, right? Right, and then they have a machine style version of the AK forty seven that shoots them point 7. 7. six, 6, 6 2. two, uh, big ass fucking rounds. Yeah, the fingertips. Yeah. I think it's a, a pkm like I think it's long. a PKM. But like, I got a picture of that. Like, that's like
0: five five six. That's that's seven six two right there.
1: So uh, I have a picture of when I was in Afghanistan where there's uh I'm doing tower guard and there's a fucking uh assault uh squad automatic weapon that shoots that 5.56 rounds and then I it was a PKM and mm. then I had an uh a short barreled AK on tower guard. How did it feel? Holding each weapon. The uh fucking the the fucking one uh the PKM, the one that shoots the fucking seven seven six uh the seven point seven six rounds uh, seven point six two two rounds that motherfucker will dislocate your shoulder and it is inaccurate as a motherfucker but sometimes with the bigger velocity of the bullet it's like a 50 cal round you it don't have it? to hit it don't have to hit you if it comes close to you the velocity of the bullet will do damage to you
0: i was going to say um like that with 762 you would have to mount yeah. You'll probably have to mount your weapon for more stability.
1: A bipod yeah, is what bipod, yeah, bipod. Would a bipod, help uh bipod is what usually the Afghanistan army had. Because when we were doing tower guard we were joint operations so it was uh US forces and Afghani forces and we did tower guard to protect each other at one at one at point in time. And then it went south at one point in time
0: that's beside the point yeah people break treaties and make advances but
1: uh, we still got plenty of time uh, i want you to shout out uh your brother and oh yeah, yeah
0: my pop yeah shout out jp serving in a uh, operation enduring freedom i forget what the...
1: i was th- i did that shit yeah, too he
0: did that shit as well <laughs> Uh, Shout out to my pop for serving in the Vietnam War. Fuck yeah! And uh, I don't, I don't know. Whoops! I don't know what all operations. I don't know what all operations he served or, you know, the details of it. But you know, it's a. You know, coming from a family, you know, I believe my grandfather he served in World War Two. If I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, just like coming from a line of war veterans and, you know, me wanting to be a point in the military at some point in my life, you know, it's like I like to show my respect to those who actually did get a chance to serve. And, you know, despite the circumstances they may have to, you know, they may have had to experience some of the PTSD they may suffer or, you know, just in the end, you know, if you come out alive and you have your life and you have your well-being, you know, it's always good to take that and know that you can shape whatever reality that you have seen in a way where people can, in a sense, you know, have their realness, but be at ease that they don't have to go through it as well. Because there are some honorable mentions with us, not with us, that have put their lives on the line to, you know, serve a purpose and. You know, whether if that purpose is good or evil, you know, it's it's all in the eyes of the, of the person going through it. So consider those that have actually experienced it. And don't be so selfish to believe everything that you see. Listen to the stories that come with each person with their own personal experience. Because you never know who they may know. You know, you might hear a story that may very well connect you in some line of sense to that person. So just give a chance, be open-minded and give an ear out to listen. Almost sounds like words (laughs) of wisdom. (laughs) Uh,
1: I want to take a a time to see if I can name off all the people that I can remember that are veterans off the top of my head. Uh, That's especially been a part of the show. Big shout out to Loomis who was on the beginning part of the show. Uh, Air Force. Uh, Loomis is a dear friend and he's always a big supporter of the show. Uh, big right. shout out to Ben Jones. Uh, Ben went to Iraq. Uh, big shout out to my buddy, Chris, uh, Chris out in Germany, Chris Gray. Uh, he did two tours in, uh, Iraq and, uh, he lives Comfortably in Germany now. And nice. Germany is, you know, uh, not to be political or nothing, but I'm saying Germany's almost zero emissions now. They went green hard, so big shout-out to that shit. But uh, I know you're out there listening, Chris. Love you, bro. Uh, big shout-out to just... Damn, there's... I can I can name lists. Uh, shout-out to... S- Choppa out there in uh big old Paso, Texas. I wonder if she still lives there, but uh I love you. Uh damn, I can just there's just there's for everybody out there that are veterans, just know that we love y'all. And y'all are wonderful people.
0: Oh yeah, most definitely. Um to those that don't care. And those that do, you know, your service wasn't for nothing. You know, you did it for yourself foremost. You had your purpose. And whether people may realize it or not, there are things in the world that are going on that a lot of people are unaware of. But it plays into keeping, you know, keeping life safe for another day. So it shouldn't be no remissions of... um you know, trauma or anything like that. You know, it's it's a lighter way of saying, saying that um, there's a lot of people that go with their ups and downs about... I apologize.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're out there in crisis, make sure you contact somebody. Just know that you're not alone. Uh, there's... Uh... Contact the, I think it's like the veteran suicide line. Uh, If you're having moments of doubts and distrust about yourself, just make sure you call and contact somebody and at least make it uh, heard before you do any crazy action, for sure. Right, right. But, uh, you know, these fucking, uh, we had touched on it earlier about these MREs. I got broke this motherfucker down on the fucking show and I put the hazmat lasagna one out there. Luna said was disgusting, but you know what? I'm actually excited for some of these uh, these crackers. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm gonna try. Yeah, try my MRE whenever I get to the wow. house.
1: Wow, wow. Look, I I try to hit you with the joke, Cleve. I can't, I can't wait to try these crackers. <laughs> <My> god <laughs>
0: Yeah, that that joke would <laughs> definitely work at uh Hell Yes Fest being what I experienced that uh that uh effect.
1: Pause <laughs> 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 oh. oh. I'm, yeah, I'm going your, out. Yeah, your boy was tore up for that one. <laughs> yeah, so uh... I know we've been all over the place. Big shout out to Loomis for coming on the show. Uh make sure y'all check us out on five thousand Ws dot thericospodcast dot com on all mainstream platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, our iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Castbox, Public Radio, all that nice jazz. But uh it's been a great uh afternoon and uh as a veteran, uh, it's always nice to just hang out and chill with my friends and just talk shit and knock back a few and talk about memories. And thank you, Cleve. Oh, yeah, no for problem. For being a problem. part of that. And, uh, do you have any words of wisdom?
0: Man, there's so many words that I could choose from, but, um, you know, the main thing is, uh, you know, I've I've always tried my best to advocate this, but if you can't be yourself, then who are you? You know, in a sense where being yourself, where you unlock this freedom, you know, always be mindful of um, how it affects others when you're choosing to be the best of your abilities. You know, of course you want to do for yourself, but also in a sense any positive person would strive to be better and how well they communicate not only with themselves and their decisions, but with other people as well to kind of share a positive message amongst amongst one another, uh, how it is that they can improve themselves with the constructive thoughts, conversations, criticism, if need be, if you're in a family situation. So uh, just be true to yourself first and
1: foremost. Uh, How about you? Uh, My words of wisdom is uh, if you're feeling down and out and uh, you're a veteran out there, just make sure that you try to contact somebody before you do anything crazy. And uh, I guess my biggest words of wisdom, though, is be proud of yourself. Because... There is milestones that you have made that no one else could ever see besides you. And that's milestones that you need to hold dear and hard to your heart because that's what makes you better. It doesn't matter what everybody else sees. It's it's about what you see that you've got better from that no one else sees. Because there's stuff about you that... No one knew that you got better on. And you learned to be better by yourself and silent. And it made you a better person. Just in the quiet. No one ever saw it. So, congratulations on your victories like that. And you should. Uh, Even if no one sees your victories. And you have a victory. Applaud yourself for that victory. Uh... Our artist of the week is the one, the only, the motherfucking Quadraholics. Uh, Hailing from Lake Charles, Louisiana, but based in New Orleans. The Quadraholics, known for its means to leave audience waiting for more. The band's sound is made to be seen and heard live which if you've ever been to the Quadraholic show it's like their shows are one of a kind uh if i'm not mistaken i think uh Hayden was on top of the Barrio bar or yeah, it some was shit. Barrio stage yeah cutting up but um their sophomore album since uh since uh pivoting their sound europa brings influences from their hip hop days and blends them smoothly into the new uh genre blending synth pop sounds consisting of bill uh billy and hayden this duo known each other since birth that's wild to like create music since they've been
0: yeah, brought it in.
1: <laughs> I wonder if they were like mixing the mastering and diapers or whatever. That'd be cool. Uh my lost where I was at. Uh it, this, uh it all
0: started by recording diss tracks about their teachers performing at high school parties <laughs> to local venues. Okay. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs>
1: It all started by recording diss tracks about their teachers performing at high school parties to local venues. I'm sorry, Cleve. <laughs> I butchered all that. <laughs> and what's that part is I gotta do the editing on it. <laughs> After high school, they continue writing and recording hip-hop while playing all across Louisiana Gulf Coast until 2020. Which the pandemic to full swing and they took their opportunity to pivot their sound over the last year they've been back performing growing their cult of followers through their new tunes and always electric shows most recently they have dropped a career defining album europa and headlining shows and performing festivals and selling out venues all over the Gulf Coast. And make sure you take uh, check out Technical Difficulties out there. But uh, here is the Quadraholics with their song, Rosie, off their new album, Technical Difficulties. And for Third Coast Podcasts, I'm Joe. What it do, us? And it's your host, Cleve. And we out.